millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Voices from the Battlefield, part of Waterloo Remembered. The next extract is read by Napoleonic historian Rob Griffith and consists of the recollections of Friedrich Lindau, of the King's German Legion. The following is an extract from the memoir of Friedrich Lindau of the 2nd Light Battalion of the King's German Legion. Lindau's battalion was positioned in and around the farmhouse of La Haye Saint in the centre of the Allied line. For me, Lindau's account highlights the contribution that foreign troops made to Wellington's army, both at Waterloo and previously in the peninsula where Lindau also fought. But it also serves, I think, to warn us against judging the soldiers of the time with modern values. Lindau's account of looting the dead and injured feels at odds with his undoubted steadfastness for remaining at his post despite a severe injury. However, his comrades would not perceive any dichotomy. Lindau, like all soldiers of the time, could be both hero and rogue. New regiments were continually brought up, but regularly beaten back. An enemy officer fell to me nearby. He had been constantly riding around the battlefield in front of us and sharing the way to the advancing columns. For some time I had him in my sights. At last, just as he was leading up new troops, he came to my fire. His horse made a bound, reared up and fell, with the rider beneath it. Soon afterwards we made a sally. I opened the gateway, the nearest enemy was bayoneted, and the others fled. We hurried behind them for a distance and halted. Now I saw, not far from me, the officer whom I had shot. I rushed up to him, and took hold of his gold watch chain. I had scarcely got it in my hand when he raised his sabre by way of reprimand. I gave him a blow on the forehead with my rifle butt, so that he fell back and dropped dead, when I noticed a gold ring on his finger. I first cut the little bag from his horse, and was just about to take the ring off him, when my comrades called out, Get a move on and come away! The cavalry are making a fresh charge! I saw some thirty riders spring forward, and I ran very quickly with my booty to my comrades, who forced the enemy to withdraw with a salvo. We halted then for a while on the highway, and I was glad to see heaps of dead enemy lying more than a foot high near the abatis. By the wall I saw a grenadier lying with a bullet through his body. He wanted to run himself through the breast with a sabre, but no longer had the necessary strength to do it. I seized the hilt of the sword to throw it away. The Frenchman let go immediately, no doubt fearing that I might wound his hands by pulling it away. Near the abatis, a wounded man with a bullet through the leg lay in a pool of water. He cried out loudly in pain and tried to roll out of the water. I seized him by the arms and another took hold of his legs, so he laid him by the wall with his head on a comrade who had been shot. Soon after this the farmer stormed again and my captain ordered me to remain by the gateway. This time the battle lasted longer as ever more columns advanced. 
We soon ran short of cartridges, so that as soon as one of our men fell, we immediately went through his pockets. At the same time, Major Baring, who we constantly rode around the farm, reassured us that fresh ammunition would soon arrive. Soon afterwards, I got a bullet through the back of my head, which I informed my captain about as he stood above me on the platform. He ordered me to go back. No, I answered. So long as I can stand, I can stay at my post. Meanwhile, I undid my scarf, wet it with rum, and asked one of my comrades to pour rum into the wound and tie the scarf around my head. I attached my hat firmly to my pack and reloaded my rifle. My captain above me, whom I could see every time I loaded, turned to order and rebuked me repeatedly across the wall as he fell upon the French. I warned him not to put himself so far over the wall, since he could easily be shot. That doesn't matter, was his reply. Let the dogs fire. But immediately afterwards I saw how his hand was bleeding and how he had tied a handkerchief around it. Then I cried out, Now, Captain, you can go back. Nonsense, he replied. No going back, that won't do. He took his sword in his left hand and went forward to attack the enemy that was streaming out. That was historian Rob Griffith reading from the recollections of Frederick Lindau, a soldier in the King's German Legion. And Rob's book, Rifleman, the story of the 5th Battalion 60th Regiment, is available to order online now. Stay tuned to The Napoleon Assist, where more instalments of the Voices from the Battlefield series will be released throughout the day.